Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks! Our heroes are among the Smelly Tent Tribe, a wandering group of underdark traders. The tribe hopes they will dispatch some mind flayers who have taken over the tunnel leading back to their trade route. Meanwhile, the party is actually here to track down a legendary bardic instrument stolen by some Baphomet cultists. After doing some shopping and asking around, the group beds down for a long rest before deciding on what to do next. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, also known as Obocrazy, and I actually have some alcohol to enjoy. So after multiple trips and a little bit of sickness and more trips and all kinds of fun stuff, I am... <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Emerald City Comic Con from the recording of this podcast, and we had friends of the show, Jose and Enzo, also friends of my husband and friends of me, who do awesome art stuff. And they bought a bunch of Guinness because Emerald City Comic Con was also during St. Patrick's Day. So they bought a bunch of Guinness, despite the fact that everybody came home from ECCCCC sick. So now that it's been several weeks, I am enjoying the Guinness. I have a can of Guinness Drought Stout, which is the only thing that matters. It's got the, the I don't know if you can hear it, it's got the little ball in there, which makes me happy. Oh, And it's got a bear on it. For reasons. I don't really understand why there's a bear. For shadow. For, for shadow. shadow. For shadow. So, Wait, hold on. Hold that bear up again. That's, see? What's that bear got it? I don't... I think it's a... Looks like a Dalek. I don't know what it is. It, he's holding a beer, but whatever that red thing is that he's sitting on, I don't know what that is. I don't know how I got here, and I don't know how to get down. I was gonna say, it looks like those, like, traffic, like, pedestrian barriers that you see in, like, the UK. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> But I have a beer, and it's okay. <laughs> and so I will I will deal with that. So while I pop that open, Jonathan, what are you drinking? And also, tell us about your fireball shot. And hey, everybody uh, became level 11 over <gasps> the, uh, the ensuing short rest. Why don't you tell us what you got as a new level 11 wizard? This is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Muscular. And tonight I have a... Very good, very awesome standby because I had to make it because I literally ran into the door and uh, in through the door. I didn't run into the door and had to make myself a drink. So it's a bottle rocket. It's really, really good. As a level 11 wizard, I have picked up a six level spell slot and the two spells that have been written into my book are choosing and mass suggestion. Also, Ooh. there was a certain scroll of uh, Crown of Madness that we got and I'm happy to report that that was successfully put into my spell book. Hey, which means you have no money. Nope. <laughs> no money. Also, what is your new health health total? Uh, 80 hit points. We, did you take the average? Yeah, of course. Okay, we had the same health. I also now have 80. Thank you for doing that math for me. <laughs> so, uh, I did, so back in the day, I did actually roll, and like the character stats, I rolled hot. So it wasn't until like level, I think, five that I actually started taking the average. But before then, I had more hit points than the average had. So D&D Beyond is always trying to get me to reset mine down. And I'm like, no, nah, yeah. no, nah, I yeah. earned these. For those that are curious about how I run hit points, I do encourage everybody to take the average. 
I let you roll once, and unless you roll... So the rule is, you can roll. You only get to roll once. If you roll a one, you can choose to take the average. Otherwise, you have to take what you roll no matter what happens. So that's the rule. Because I hated that you roll and then you'd get a one. And then especially if your con modifier is like a plus one, you're like, well, that sucked. So that's my rule. You have a choice. And uh, further, today's shot of fireball to be continued to the first casting of fireball or the equivalent spell thereof is dedicated to one of our own cast. It's dedicated to the lovely Jules who plays Bernice Q. Burns because she is hurting a bit today and she is playing from her bed. And uh, she actually wanted to make a, uh, a slight modification on the dedication to this fireball. So I will let her explain. Counter dedication. Um, Counter dedication. Counter dedication. <laughs> I did like the alliteration of modification of the dedication. Modification of the dedication. That was very nice. Of Thank the you. De- it all sounds so parliamentary. <laughs> Order. Order. <laughs> also, Jack looks way younger now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my beard. Bernie, why don't you say your modification and then roll right into what are you drinking and what did you level up to? So my modification is that, yeah, my, I think I've mentioned this before on, clearly on Twitter, but sometimes on here, I have uh, lower back issues that flare up every now and then and flare up. Ah. Yeah. 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 Whatever. No fun. <laughs> Double Someone's there. proud. Steven's proud. <laughs> But speaking of Steven, so like I I was in a lot of pain today and I knew I wasn't going to be able to sit at a computer like I could barely sit at a computer at work. And so Steven just helped me after work go shopping for like a a little like lap desk and I've got my laptop and I've got my mic. If the sound is a little off, I'm trying to make sure you guys can still still hear me. I'm literally laying in the bed. Like I've got an ice pack under my back. I've got medicine on on my back. I've not for everybody who is worried. Like I've not put any medicine in my bloodstream. I have topical pain relief on my back, and I'm having one beer. It will be fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I will I'm be being fine. safe. I'm having a lot of water. But, and so that for that reason, this, this shot of fireball is actually for Steven, who, without whom, there would just be me curled in a bed kind of crying. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he is so sweet and so wonderful, and I hope everybody can find them as Steven. So, uh, that being said, uh, we did actually, quite a while, go shopping for some really fun springtime beers. And so this is another Collective Arts. It's got this, like, very, very weird, all the art on Collective Arts beer is weird. But this is, it's like like a squid or a something. I don't even know. It's a know. spaghetti monster. It is a literal. And not like Cthulhu, like an actual spaghetti monster. It does look like spaghetti pouring out of a traffic cone. Yeah. But I'm excited because this is a Berliner Weiss and it's pineapple. Ooh. Ooh. And I've not yet tried it. God, also, I'm like semi-propped up, so I don't want to spill it on myself. Go nice and slow. We will wait. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's so sour. <laughs> oh, it's really good. It's so good. Oh, good. And what did you get on your level up? Mm. On my level up, I now have Destroy Undead, which is pretty epic, and I'm hoping... Maybe at some point I'll get to just use it to just poof, poof some undead out of existence. And I got a six level spell spot. There are some, I've been looking at the six level spells. There are some amazing six level spells. 
there's two that I think are really fun. And I like how I feel like cleric spells are great because cleric spells come in a dichotomy. Like if you look down, like there's a lot of things that do literally the opposite of each other, which I think is really cool. But for instance, like you have way, 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 way down in your first level spell, you've got healing word and you've got inflict wounds and they literally cancel each other out. And now that I've hit six level, I have to decide if I want to have heal, which could instantly gain a surge of positive energy washes through a creature you can see within range and they regain 70 hit points. Wow. It also ends blindness, deafness, any diseases affecting the target. Doesn't have any effect on undead. And if I cast this when I get seventh level spell pots, it increases by 10 for each above a sixth level spell, which is really nice. Converse- heal is some good good stuff. Heal, heal is amazing. amazing. Uh, I feel like I'm going to need heal. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I never get into trouble. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, so <laughs> harm, harm is its like sister, its twin spell, which I also think is amazing. Basically, I unleash a disease on any creature I can see within range. They have to make a con save. And on a failed save, they take 14d6 necrotic damage. That's so much. It's a lot. Oh my god, it's so much. Or half as much on a successful save. So they'll take something, which is nice if you're going to drop a six level spell slot that you don't just lose it if they save. For you math nerds out there, that's an average of 49 hit points. Yeah. It's just, I really honestly, like, there's a part of me, the human, that loves all the kind of, like, wither and die spells that a cleric really has on their Bernie, maybe not as much. Julia, this is the tiny little pink goth in me that's just like, yes, kill it, kill it. So basically, you want to play, you want to play a grave or death cleric the next yeah, time you play a cleric. Yeah, next time you play a cleric, it's gonna be like goth, like <laughs> really, like the the tiny little goth that's hiding inside of me. Um, but no, I'm very excited. This is so much fun, and I've clearly got more hit points as we just found out. But yeah, that's that's everything. I'm gonna go, go lay back down. All right. As you lay back and bask in the glory of your heal and harm, Travancore, what are you drinking and what'd you level up to? I wish I could use heal on my back. Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this holy season of the Great Fast is Duclaw Brewing Company's Sweet Baby Jesus Chocolate Porter Peanut Butter Stout. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, so we got 13 days to go before before the, the holiday we call Kyumtho, which you Westerners call Easter. Uh, we're going to do a live tasting to see how this is. I haven't tried this yet. I've been waiting. I don't care how it tastes. The fact that you went out of your way to be that topical makes me so happy. You know, I should be. I, I keep reading about all these challenges of people drinking, like, monastic, like, quadruple doubles or Belgian, like, beers and losing 14 pounds. I would, um, I would do it. I've been interrupted by Travancore Jr. here. <laughs> so I took another level in Druid. So I'm a level two Druid now. Uh, so what that comes with, I am now a member of the Circle of... Yes, I now... Dada is now a member of the Circle of the Moon. So hi! <gasps> oh, baby Travancore is so cute. Yeah. Wait, wait, okay, be careful here, because depending on how you actually speak in the next few minutes, I either need to be very careful about my cuts, or we need to leave Travancore Jr. in. I've been trying to cut Travancore Jr. out. Well, as long as we call Travancore Jr. Travancore Jr., it's fine. Okay. I think everyone Just knows the dad. Yeah. No, it's less it's less the dad thing and more the, you know, I've been trying to respect baby autonomy and so Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like um, Okay. Anyway. Good to know. So, 
I got another uh, third level spell slot, so I decided to grab a ranger spell for that. Uh, Lightning Arrow. I don't know if that sounds familiar to anybody. I'll Ooh. read off what it is. It's actually super powerful. Basically, when I make a ranged attack, I can uh, I make an attack as well. If I hit the attack, it makes four die eight lightning damage on a hit, or half as much damage on a miss, instead of the weapon's normal damage. If I hit or miss, any creature within ten feet has to make a dex saving throw, and each of those that they fail, they take a two die eight lightning damage on a failed save, or half as much on a saving. So that's gonna be gonna be a little heavy hitting there. And uh, the nice thing about the Circle of the Moon's uh, Druid Circle is that. You actually get like a, your wild shape where you can take it to other forms and stuff. You can do that as a bonus during combat, as opposed to just like as a standard action. And um, and so I'm looking forward to turning into animals and stuff. That's and yay. You forgot the other yeah. part about that. Oh, what's that? You can transform into bigger animals than you can normally, Ooh, which means true. you can you can turn into a a copy of Shad- or basically another black bear, and we can have dual bears. You could yeah. bear it up. Yeah. <laughs> I just got It'll be merit, very entertaining. <laughs> uh, but no dr- no flying or swimming just yet, but those are those are coming with time. Really? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because he's he's limited multi-class. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Multi-class, multi-class, multi-class. It'll happen eventually if he decides to keep going the druid path, but hey, you know, this is a whole new world for Travancore now. Also beer is yummy. Don't you like to know. Also beer is very yummy. All right. Well, while Travancore looks over the giant list of of things that he can now turn into, finally, Carlton, what are you drinking, and what did you add to your repertoire? Carlton Tanks, your other multi class character here. Uh, I've got a by Bubbles sparkling antioxidant infusion. It's Bogota blackberry lime. Interesting. So I will live taste it. I don't even know what a Bogota berry is. Oh, I think I guess the region where the blackberries were came from. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's refreshing. Blackberry flavor so insanely delicious it defies all lime or reason. Oh, it's really got to come with a pun. Of course it does, Lauren. Of course it does. Then, as uh, our listeners know, and for those just tuning in, I am a multi-class character as well. I am part barbarian, part fighter. Uh, And so for this uh, level up to level 11, I decided to dip more into my, let's say, my feral side, if you will, and went another level in barbarian. Uh, and got the feature known as Feral Instinct, which now means that basically I get init- uh, advantage on initiative. If And if I am not incapacitated at the beginning of combat, if I am surprised, I can act normally on the first round, but only if I go into a rage first thing. So if somebody ever tries to surprise us and I'm standing, I can avoid the surprise by immediately getting mad. You're basically <laughs> like this person. You're you are literally the definition of fight or flight response, and your response you've now chosen <gasps> to fight always. You're just like, oh shit, what's that? And you're like the guy at our museum. Fight it! Fight it! I gotta <laughs> say this, because this is amazing. Because the museum I used to work at used to do ghost tours, and a guy tried to punch a ghost. You are him. Yes. But uh, he'll actually our... be successful at punching ghosts. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and for our cleric friends out there who are keeping track, my hit points have now gone up to 115. Mm. All right. Wait, did I get everybody else's? Did I get the you, bears? Did I get you did Travin- not. Uh, Travancore's new total is 84. Bears' new total is 63. Oh my gosh. Every time the bears... It's like, I know you guys are generally good, but there was a time when that bear was fucking dying right and left. And every time <laughs> that bear's hit points go up, I say a silent little prayer of thanks. <laughs> so, like that so candle. Does <laughs> so uh, does everybody The candle else. is lit by my bedside right now. Well, listen, by your bedside right now is actually just tent because you've woken up 
after a long rest amongst the smelly tent tribe of goblins. Mostly goblins. Also some other stuff. And uh, feeling a little more powerful, feeling a little more sure of yourself with uh, a couple of extra tricks up your sleeve and a couple of extra actual things that you have purchased from your your time amongst the Smelly Tent tribe. What would you like to do this fine morning? I think we're going to go talk to the guards, right? We hadn't done that yet. Um, talk to the guards and then head out. I think it was talk to the guards and then go find Tony and Luke. I was I'm standing gonna... by those Mind Flayer names. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Things are going to get very confusing once we get to that point. Only if they have different names. Also not for me. <laughs> I like how also the first name that pops in my head is the name of a cheesesteak place from back home. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard weirder names. All right, so you are packing up your stuff and heading over to the uh, entrance to the tunnels leading back to the Underdark and where you know that the, the guards for that tunnel are supposed to be, correct? Yeah. Let's see, Curdle and Serby, right? That's correct. That Those are the two that you've been told are in charge of guarding that tunnel and are would, would have the most information about the trip down those tunnels. So unless there's anything else you'd like to do, it is very easy to get over there. Real quick, though, Jonathan, the magic muscular, is, gonna, is going to kind of consult with his fellow capital S spellcaster. And as he's do as he goes over and he, you know we have these meetings. I mean the the capital S spellcasters have these meetings. And Travancore, I would imagine we call, like we have scones and spells. <laughs> he's like kind of peeking in. It's like, hey, do I get an invite? We're like, oh no, oh son. You know what? No. You know what? Us oh, capital buddy. M multiclassers are gonna have a meeting over here. Come <laughs> okay. on, buddy. All right, I'll go to a multi-classer meeting. <laughs> multi-classer meeting. I was going to say, Travancore, if you wanted to turn into something and walk on over there, but I kind of like the multi-class versus spellcaster meeting. Okay, uh, Jonathan and Bernie, have have some fun. So, Bernie, yeah. Jonathan the Match Muscular has considered uh, uh, some of the strategery that we have discussed in the past about what we're about to do. I think, I think that we have to make sure that they don't take carlton's brain like they do every single time we are in combat with something that can has about mildly more wisdom than carlton well uh so to that end we could fight the smelly cat clan and they would probably take his brain they would find a way especially you know if he's wearing one of those damn helmets but anyway so what what i'm considering was that they the Mind players are spellcasters. Yes. So I have, you have dispel magic. I have counterspell to kind of help with that. So yes. we, I will do my best to, if I see a spell coming, I will counter it. And if I'm not able to, then you can help deal with. I'm uh, going to just pump you all up full of divine steroids, as it were. And um, I was actually taking sort of the opposite you i'm actually not packing most of the buffs that i usually give carlton because if i haste carlton and then they take his brain well that's just one less thing oh, instead no. i was going to make it so they couldn't take his brain well that's good and so i figured we just have to kill these things quickly and one of the things is actually something that queen bay has inspired it's a spell that i haven't used before it's oh. called dawn and it basically is an area of effect blasty that I can keep doing. I like that. Tell me more. Since it's a blasty, I can 
throw it around people. So even if they take Carlton's brain, then I can blast around him, or I could just blast him a little, and maybe that'll snap him out of it. But this, the, I, I, I was inspired when, when you know, I've become a recent uh, uh, devotee of Queen Bay. We'll talk about how I saw you drinking coffee at breakfast later. Uh, I did, that didn't happen because they don't have coffee here. <laughs> I know, just <laughs> I'm so miserable. Anyway. Tea's fine. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Dawn is going to be the thing that I kind of pack instead. And then I've got my true, my new true seeing. So in case they try and use illusions on us. Illusions are not going to fuck us anymore this time. That's That's good. I thought about true seeing. But then I realized there were some few other things I had up my sleeve. That would probably work a little better. But I have plenty of things that'll do big blasts and booms. So I think we'll be fine. I just, we just gotta make sure, you know, we're saying all of this. They'll probably take Travancore's brain this time. They might. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, I was actually thinking of starting to use haste on Travancore these days. Uh, that way he can get off more of his super awesome arrows. But... I think for this fight, we're going to Jonathan the Medge Muscular is not gonna is gonna focus on blasty stuff, and that way, if they take me somehow, I mean, you know, uh, we'll 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 still have the two other. If they're focusing on me, then at least those two can can hopefully do some damage. That sounds yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want them to take me, but... Uh, I would but, prefer they don't eat your brain either. Uh, to my brain, it belongs in my head. Do you think Carlton's brain looks like jello that other people have touched by now to something that takes a brain? Jonathan the Magimuscular has considered the, the state of Carlton's brain at this point. We might, we might consider... Uh, you, are, you are the doctor. Uh, you might consider some, some, maybe, some remedies, maybe, to help out. With uh, whatever damage has been done with people taking or scrambling his brain, maybe oh. uh, maybe some therapy. Maybe we could uh, maybe we could take a psychological. Well, I'm I'm a cleric, not a psychiatrist. You need a license for that kind of thing. Maybe we should look into that for Carlton when we get back to Waterdeep. That's just so much school. I know, but hey, maybe maybe the Amethyst Acropolis and the Watchful Order have those kinds of services, and I can be like, yo. Can can you help out my buddy here? He he's had like Balhanets in his brain. He he's had, had like gods in his brain. He's god. had all sorts of weird shit in his brain. It and he might just he might player. just need to talk about it. Yeah. I like how they're trying to schedule Carlton a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Carlton and Travancore, what are the two of you chatting about over on the other side of the the this little room? So, capital M multiclasser meeting. First order business. Yeah. No one's excluded, even those who are not multiclassers. We want to be all inclusive. We are Agreed? We are an inclusive group. Agreed. We are inclusive. All right, cool. So those bigoted assholes, capitalist spellcasters, can still join our fun. Yeah, we will We will allow We are better them. than them. We will rise above their prejudice, brother. I have nothing else on the docket. Bucks flies onto your shoulder, Travancore. <laughs> and Bernie just looks at you and says, I, that's fine, I don't multiclass. So we're focused, like lasers. Pah! But you're still welcomed to our meetings. I think the first order of business for the multi-classers meeting is to sort of make sure that uh, we can give a proper uh, review for the uh, the drinking facilities here. We gotta find yes. a little bar, I think. We should also take minutes. Yeah, minute number one. All right, Shadow, you're in charge of minutes. 
and Shadow hearing uh, his vo- his name as he's been just lying or, uh, next to Coco Snoot. The two of them just kind of watching you. He gets up, pads on over, and starts to lick your face, Carlton. All right. Time permitting. And I understand that this is a traveling caravan where they're trying to pack light. But if we find a foosball table, we should probably play, right? That's only the responsible thing to do, yeah? Of course. Of course. Of course. Bernie's going to look at them and then look at Jonathan and say, I think I take back the part about protecting brains. <laughs> I mean, let's. I mean, obviously, the two greatest minds are right here. So, you know, we prioritize, right? Jonathan the Mad Muscular believes in priorities. Yeah. Are you looking for a D&D podcast that'll make you laugh? How about one that'll make you cry? Sweat profusely with stress and anxiety because of a flippin' mule? Taking Initiative is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast with an audio drama feel. These episodes are scored, character-driven, and filled with utter bullshit. Mostly because of Nick, let's be honest. Featuring special guests, the Venture Maidens, D&D is for Nerds, and more. Plus, we're in Wizards of the Coast podcast of series. Welcome, everyone. It's your pal, Ray Ray. That was an interesting time you had, Nick. I pat the horse on the rump. Thank you, great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> he just said his hopes and dreams. He didn't cast a spell. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. So that's the only big organ he has. <laughs> Damn. Taking initiative. Look us up on Twitter at TI underscore pod and on our website, takinginitiativepodcast.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on Steam, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, Dice Camera Action, C-Team, Force Grey, and even more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest for the Steam version of the game to all of our listeners. Now, this code expires on April 28th, 2019 at 8pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem it once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. M-U-M-P-W-I-M-P-R-E-N-E T-I-S-N-A. So use that code, and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. I'm assuming at this point you're all also packing up yeah. and yeah. Oh yeah, we're out. ready to go. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, we're ready, to, ready to go talk to some guards and head on out. Yeah. Okay. And so just to be clear, you're heading out to where these mind flayers are. You're not going in the direction, the other directions that there are towards the Baphomet cult or toward the quote unquote tiny dragons. No, we're going to deal with the, we're going to deal with the mind flayers so that the uh, smelly tent clan can leave. And then as soon as they're on their way, then we can engage with whomever and not, and they won't, they won't be subjected to any wrath. All right, you wind your way through the Smelly Tent tribe and very easily make it on over to the edge of this caravanning group where there's a good 20, 25 feet of 
essentially no man's land of nothing, even though the rest of these tents tend to butt up against any rock formation that they can find. But up to this tunnel, there is nothing except for three figures. Two goblins and a, a male drow that you can see talking amongst themselves at what looks like a, a very large entrance to uh, out of this cavern that you've been in to a more structured tunnel. And as you approach, one of the goblins waves to you and kind of waves you on over and says, Yep, so you, you, you're you the, the, up, the up top ones who wanted to go on down and deal with the mind flayers. I, yeah. I, yeah, word gets around. I, in a small, small town, and they said he was a dangerous man. But, um, Reba <laughs> McIntyre aside, yeah, I think we're gonna go down there. All right. Well, I, w- I was told if you had any questions that we could answer them for you. It's, uh, it's mostly me and uh, Serby are the ones who take care of stuff. And she points to the other goblin who seems to be standing back a little bit, kind of just observing, gives you a tentative little wave. And then she points to the drow. Uh, they're all dressed in very simple armor. Uh, they've got short swords and the, the crossbows at their sides. Nothing fancy. And the, the drow also gives a wave. And Curtle says, ah, I'm Curtle, that's Serby. Uh, that's Ant Ben. He's a little more familiar with the tunnels down there. So if you had any questions, we figured we could answer them before you head out. Give you at least a chance against the, the brain suckers. Yeah, Jonathan the Metamuscular does have a couple of questions. Uh, now, down the tunnel, is there anything in between here and there that we should be aware of, like, or any defenses they might have? I'm not quite sure about the defenses. Every time we've tried to so- send some people on down to scout it on out, they end up dead. But here's here's what, Infant, tell them what, what we, we normally do. And the, the drow kind of gives you a little bit of a, a head nod bow and says, well, usually when we go down there, there is a split in the tunnel. There is some ruins that we go by and a an underground river. And The river cuts through the ruins and we follow the river on down into further into the underdark. But these illithids have taken over the, the, the ruins. It's only a room or two. The old dwarven derelict areas but they seem to like the the stonework they seem to want to stay there and as far as we know they have set up some sort of camp i guess there but otherwise it's a pretty straight shot you pick the left or the right tunnel they eventually meet at the river and you either go see what are now the home of the illithids or you head down into the underdark but Hmm. as my friend here has said every time we send somebody down it has been a massacre well, they may be able to, like, sense them before they come. That, that'll that be actually something. I, I don't, I wasn't able to, to successfully research a spell to keep us uh, hidden from such detection. But Jonathan the Magimuscular does have some tricks. I wonder, it's fascinating. I wonder if the host bodies for those illithids were once dwarves. Oh, yeah, the illithid reproductive cycle is uh, quite horrible. I'll, I'll describe it in detail sometime. But Jonathan the Magimuscular leaves that aside. Jonathan the Magimuscular is focused on the task. I I would love to know more, but only if we actually had, you know, say, a, a time for a chat and some tea. Right now, I think we all have better problems under our hands. Yeah. Yeah. Tentacly. Horrible. Then I would love to. So if we, if we make it out of this and we come back up this way, uh, I will gladly share my terrible knowledge of uh, elithids and uh, how they make more. 
terrible. I thought you had good knowledge. Oh, I do. It's awful. The knowledge is terrible. The knowledge is good. The facts are terrible. Ah, that. Wait, is that right? That's right. Oh, good good job, Carl. You got it. I respect that. Knowledge is never terrible. Knowledge can help you avoid things like the illithids that are down in these tunnels. Knowing is half the battle. Uh, yes. To that point, if you see a little a little eel, maybe about this big, where it looks like a miniature illithid head, uh, stay away from it. Stop it. I prefer to stay away from anything that looks at all like a mind flare. Yes, that's a good call. That's a really good call. They really like drow hosts. Why aren't we making that call? They really like anything they can get their tentacles on. Pretty much. I do not plan on going down there until I know that they are gone. As is the rest of my compatriots, none of us wish to lose any more of our friends. And Colonel speaks up and says, Yeah, it took a a, a while to figure out what was exactly going on, because we didn't expect that to happen. They usually don't come up this far, and we usually know where all the colonies are underneath underneath this area. Well, I think we should... Jonathan the Magimuscular thinks that we should take all precautions necessary. Well, Stealth... I'll I'll set I'll set up our group call of uh, telepathy and um and we'll just go as quietly as we can although it's very possible that it won't matter. Is it yeah, but it didn't matter to any of the ones that I've already sent down I there mean, so. You goblins are are quite quite dexterous and sneaky so if they if if your scouts were found then and they are they are good at uh at reconnoitering that does not bode well for all of us. And they're going to know that you're at least around here. I mean, you you spoke to Cartooth, right? Uh, you, you spoke is such an interesting term. You know, I did set him on fire a little. Jonathan the Magimuscular is... Yeah, we really bollocks that. <laughs> we Te- did. Technically accurate that we spoke to him. Yeah, you're not wrong. Anvin speaks up and says, There is little that the Mind Flayers do not know about this area thanks to Cartooth. Maybe it's good we didn't tell him. Well, no, he tried to eat Carlton's brain. He knows everything. Yeah, that is what Cartooth does if you do not barter with him. He just takes. Uh, unlike the Mind Flayers, who just go right to taking. So at least with that, you can barter with the Belhaneth. It's true. Yeah, I mean, we're not yeah, we're not going down there to talk. We're not going down there to negotiate. This ends with one of us, one side dying. We're hoping it's their side if you can't tell. Yeah. I agree, and I hope the same. At least with you, we can speak and barter. With them, there is just death. All right. Well, how long is the trip down to the ruins? Uh, how, or how, far, how far can you go safely before, uh, before your scouts start disappearing? Curdle points and says, right there around that bend, that's about as safe as we've been able to ever go. Okay, rituals are being done right here. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, well, there we go. Um, cool. As far as the, the whole trip, well, it, it takes about uh, takes about 10, 15 minutes to get to the part where the, the tunnel's going to split, and then both tunnels basically go to the same spot where they meet back up where the river is and where the dwarven ruins are, and that takes about another hour of travel, but we're pretty slow. We only usually travel that way when we've got the whole caravan behind us, so if you're a little faster, you might be able to do it a bit faster, but, yeah, that's up to you. Be careful, though. I don't 
I don't know what else is going on down there. We don't, we can't tell you anything about if the, they've set up anything else or if they're just hanging out in the ruins waiting for people to come by to, you know. Well, when we hit that split in the tunnel, uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular has a new surprise for, uh, for them. So I think it'll help us out a lot. Now, whatever you can do, good luck unto you. I, I wish I had anything other than just the little bits of information that we got. We'd certainly like to see those mind flayers gone. If we're, if we're successful, we'll, uh, we'll message you right away. If you hear a voice, if you hear a voice in your head that sounds a lot like Jonathan the Magimuscular, and uh, as he says this, Jonathan the Magimuscular points both thumbs at himself and casts Mage Hand to point a third thumb at himself. Of course he does. The drow holds up a hand and says, I would prefer if you just return yourself and, and, and tell us in person. There would be much celebration to enjoy, and voices and heads make most of us jumpy. Got it. Mm. But I appreciate the the warning. All right, guys. Okay. Any other questions? So, um, now's a good time. I'm going to cast aid. Oh, I love aid. Uh, yeah, I guess let's, yeah, let's get this started. Mage armor. Yeah, so it's going to be, it's, if I raise the spell level, unfortunately, I don't get to cast aid on more. It just gives you guys more hit points. And I want to save some of those higher spell slots. So it's going to be all of the, it's going to be all of the humans. So with aid, Carlton has 120, uh, Travancore has 89, and Jonathan has 84. So there's that. We're casting aid. Bernie Bernie goes up and boops you all on the nose and you feel a little bit better. Ooh. Oh, that raises, that's right. That raises your maximum hit point, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, as long yeah. as we're casting stuff, Travancore's going to pass, cast, pass without trace at the second level. I like that plan. Anything else you'd like to do before you head off into the tunnel? Honestly, if we're being honest. That's all I ever ask. Yes. Carlton gathers everybody into a small huddle. Oh, Bernie was going to cast Augury, but let's do the huddle first. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going to group hug everybody and be like, I, I love you too. Love you too, buddy. Okay. Now, do we going to do anything important? Because I uh, thought this was going to be the last thing. And then you, Bernie, you were like, oh, wait. And then I brought you in. So I'm going to let you go now and you can do whatever you're going to do. But I was going to end it on a high note, but okay. Carlton, you notice as you let everybody go that um, both... The, the the two that you were talking to, Kirtle and Antvin, uh, have both been, like, watching from a slightly respectful distance, and you see that they both got, like, aw, smiles on their faces. They're like, oh. Uh, do they have, like, a brazier or something nearby? No, there were a couple of light sources in the town, but as you approach this entranceway, it is pitch black it is only because of various dark visions and low light visions that any of you are able to see down it at all there is zero light okay we did decide that bernie's divining tool is tea can we assume she just has some tea leaves from this morning that she's using i think that's fair okay <laughs> you're gonna cast augury she's gonna cast augury all right jonathan the magic muscular as bernie is doing this is gonna get started on rary's telepathic bond as well okay uh, yeah, Bernie's gonna, Bernie will pick that call up after she's done. <laughs> and Fair enough. while they're doing that, I'm gonna whetstone my sword. Might as well do something. Travancore, how about you? What you doing over the next ten minutes? Hmm. Well, Travancore's just gonna watch and listen patiently. Maybe just count his arrows, see how many non-magical he has, how many magical he has. Just do a quick inventory of things and just... Don't you have the 
thing that lets you have unlimited magical yeah, but, or unma- like, non-magical. I, there are certain spells that I have that require non-magical arrows, so I always try gotcha. to get a few of them. Last Cordon time. of Arrows, specifically, as we found out. Yeah, that's the one I'm yeah. thinking of. Okay. All right, Bernie, this is the Wheel or Woe spell, correct? Yes, she is going to be thinking... She Honestly, Bernie wants to know... Bernie's before she casts this, she's going to look back at the guards and say, does it matter which part of the split you take? The the drow, Anfen, speaks up and says, not usually. They are about the same length, and we encounter usually some random underdark creatures down there, uh, but it's never been a... Neither side have been a Denzian for anything, so I, I cannot say one will be better than the other. Okay. And so Bernie is just going to concentrate on what will happen when they go with the intent to kill the Mind Flayers. Okay, so what, do you actually have to ask a question or is it just, hey, we're going to- You have to think about a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. I feel like that's kind of like- you're t- we're t- we've already played like it's kind of like I don't think it has to be complete within the next 30 minutes it's like you're starting off on that action which is what we're doing yeah so we plan to go kill the mind flayers is this going to be good or bad that, yeah that, that basic thing okay yeah uh you get back um because it's wheel woe or nothing right wheel, you can do wheel woe wheel and woe or nothing for results that aren't especially good or bad so wheel and woe is for both you get back wheel and woe, and the uh, and I'll say that the overriding feeling is that that is an encounter that could go either way. Okay, you know what? I like I like those odds. Those are better odds than I thought we had. All right, dial me in, Scotty. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.